Yes, people, welcome to the ninth episode of the Backpacking Psychonaut. This is going to be a mega interesting episode because I'm going to be talking about a 10-day silent meditation retreat I sat and the lesson I've learned and how my experience mapped onto my reality now. And it's a crazy, crazy thing, mate. Like my life has quite drastically changed since I took that 10-day meditation retreat. So I just want to discuss a few things, discuss my actual experience and the lessons I've learned. So I wanted to do this for a while. Like I remember reading a book, Why Buddhism is True by um, Robert Wright, and he's like an evolutionary psychologist. And he was talking about how like the Buddhist philosophy maps up with evolutionary psychology. And in that book, he, he suggested a 10-day silent meditation retreat. And I was like, wow, that sounds interesting. And then my friend Ross, he was interested in doing it as well. And we both signed up for it. And like before this, I've been meditating for an hour a day. And I've seen the benefits of how like, when you notice and you get into a mindful state, you start to realize that like you're not your thoughts. Every thought that comes up, all these beliefs, these negative emotions, there's a place from when you can just sit back and observe them. And once you've got the ability to observe your thoughts, you can observe your feelings. They don't like take the foothold on you. They don't control you. So like you can get a feeling of anxiety and there's a place from where you can just sit back feel that anxiety. You're not going to suppress it. You still feel it, but you can just observe it and then it just goes away. And like the more you train this power, the better you get at controlling the way you feel and what you and what you want to do. So say if there's like a pretty girl in front of you, you want to go and approach her, you start getting anxious, your heart rate starts going, your palms start sweating, you start getting brain fog. There's a place where you can just sit back and go, oh, that's not me. You can just observe it. And then what happens then is this, this bodily sensations and this brain fog and everything, it plays out and then just withers away. And then you can act purposely. You can go and approach that girl without holding on to the anxiety. And that was my main reason for going into this meditation retreat. I wanted to get control of my mind. I wanted to be able to observe my thoughts purposefully and not be in a constant perpetual state of thought because like everyone around us who is not meditating, who is not practicing mindfulness is constantly stuck in a perpetual state of thought. And when you're done this, you're identifying with every thought that comes up. So like anything that triggers a negative thought, you are instilling that habit that you're that negative thought. But when you can come away and be mindful and watch that thought, it means that you're separate from that and you can choose your own identity. So that was the main reason why I wanted to do the meditation retreat. So um we're out in Bali at the moment in Indonesia and we went to this meditation retreat. I met some cool people there. I was talking, I was asking how the meditation's going to go. And they're all like, look, just sit down and just see what happens because it's not an easy thing to do. And this meditation retreat, like it's 10 hours a day of meditating minimum. It's 10 days of pure silence. And it's very, very difficult. It's one of the, it's the hardest thing I've ever had to do. And it got to day one. And I remember the, getting to day one and I'd been meditating for 10 hours this day maybe even more because you're meditating in the breaks as well. And like, I was in like some weird psychedelics. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was in some weird like psychedelic state. So I was like seeing like acid visuals. I remember looking at the walls and seeing loads of little eyes and they were like changing into like links and then opening up into tunnels and shit. And like, I was seeing all this stuff like, whoa, like I'm going to be tripping my nut off for 10 days. Like thinking that was the meditative state that I was trying to achieve. And because I've been meditating for an hour a day, I thought, oh, I'm, I'm just above everyone else. Like, I'm just 
catching on to this a bit quicker. And it got onto the second day and then all my insecurities hit, all my anxieties hit. And I started watching my mind and how much it's against me. And like I was sat there and I was thinking, like my mind kept coming up with these excuses. Like it's a vegan diet. You're not going to survive. You need to eat protein and fat. You don't fit in here. Everyone else is a good meditator and you're not. You're not going to be able to deal with missing your family. You're not going to be able to deal with this. And all these insecurities and anxieties kept popping up. And I was just like, fucking hell, this is going to be really difficult difficult i've got like eight days of sitting here 10 hours a day and yeah this is going to be brutal and i made it through today day three day four and like day four i was feeling right and then that's when they taught you the technique which is vipassana so this is a vipassana meditation course and vipassana the origin of it is the teachings of the buddha and as I said before, it's the art of just observing. It's being equanimous. So there's a thing called equanimity, which is to observe things as they are, not to crave and want things to be different. So they teach you how to scan your body and map and map how everything is feeling. So you start from the top of your head and you feel every little part of your head and how the atoms are constantly changing and how you get these different bodily sensations and you scan through the body and go to your toes and you keep doing this up from your body, down from your body, up, down, up, down and you're constantly scanning them, seeing how everything's feeling and when you can do this, when you can observe things without actually attaching any craving or anything to it so like you sat there for 10 days with your legs crossed and like your legs feel like they've got like fucking Hiroshima in them, right? You feel like you've got bombs in your knees because you're sat there crossed legged for 10 days and like there comes a place from when you're teaching this for passenger and you're learning it that you can just observe that pain and that pain's still there but it doesn't have the same effect on you it's just like you're accepting it and you're just you're detaching away from the pain and once you can do this once you can detach away from the bodily sensations and everything that's going on your mind starts to purify itself so I remember on the fourth day I was sat there and I started getting all these memories and insecurities come up and all these things I did in school that I embarrassed myself doing and all these memories were coming up and I was watching them and I wasn't holding on to them. I wasn't suppressing them going like a bad memory came up and it wasn't like, oh no, that's that made me embarrassed. I just looked at it objectively and it just popped. It just, and then I looked at another memory, it just popped. And I kept doing this. I kept purifying my own mind by allowing it to like digest everything that's gone on it's like your subconscious brings up all these memories because you've not got any external distraction or you're not focusing on the bodily sensations and all these things are coming up and your mind's just dealing with it and uh i was doing really well for the fourth and fifth day i was feeling really good and then it got to the sixth day and i just burst out crying like it was it wasn't like burst out of tears but like i remember being in my room like crying because like i was just so mentally drained i was just watching how much my mind's against me and how much insecurities i had how much anxiety inducing thoughts i had how much limiting beliefs i had and i was sat there and i was like i need to go like i just can't deal with this i'm not strong enough for it and i somehow made it through and then by the 10th day i remember getting out and thinking whoa like Everything I've just experienced in that 10 days has just been a pure highlight of my life. And I've always struggled with like self-limiting beliefs and anxiety of like, I'm not good enough. And I've always give up on things. And in them, especially in them second and then sixth days, I've seen the theme of my life, which is to start things and then quit. But um, some of the lessons I learned on that 10th day, like I came out and I was just like, oh my God, I've just discovered a whole new way of consciousness, a whole new way of being. And there's a place from where like now 
I see that I am the conqueror of my own mind. I am in control and I am the person who can direct where I want to go. And I never knew this before. It always felt like I was just on this path and my insecurities would take me this way. My anxieties would take me that way. And I would never just keep moving forward. But now I can sit there and like I can approach a girl or I can speak to people. And I have these anxious thoughts come up and it's like I just observe them and they pop and I can just move forward and keep on going. And it's the true It's the truth that you are the conqueror of your own mind. You are the conqueror of your life. You have full autonomy and freedom over where you want to go. And all these distractions from the external to your family, to your self-limiting beliefs, to these preconceived judgments about the the external reality, all these are just distractions. You can sit there, observe them all and move forward. And like I never knew that on an intellectual level and now I do. And I also understood like how much fear controls me and how much fear I have about just complete bullshit. Like I, I come up with these ideas about fear and like I'm scared to go and talk to this woman. I'm scared to go and do this. I'm not good. And it's all just based at this root of fear. And it makes no sense because like the external reality has no influence on my internal I I interpret everything that goes on out there and I'm choosing to interpret the external world as a fearful place but I can just switch it off now I can just go right that's the wrong way to look at it now let's move forward and I'm going to make a purposeful action I'm not going to allow myself to be subdued by fear um yeah and it's crazy how much lessons I learned from just being sitting there and not being distracted by external stimuluses and meditating for 10 hours a day. And like the way reality works, right? It's in constant flux. Reality is constantly changing. You can see that through the external reality, everything in your body. Like if you sort of, if you also observe everything in your body, you would see how everything's constant in flux. You get an itch on your toe, then you get an itch in your ear. You get a pulsing sensation in your nose. And all this is coming and going because the nature of reality is flux, it's change. And you can even look at that on an atomic level, like an, an atom, your body's made of atoms and particles and these are constantly vibrations, constantly changing. There is nothing solidified. And this sense of self that we attach to ourselves, so like this Alex Rogers that I've attached to this body, it's just a complete illusion because there's never a concrete sense of self. There's just always flux. You're constantly changing and you're always moving. So to try and attach yourself to something that's so flux and uh, flux and moving you're trying to attach something that's concrete to that and it doesn't make any sense and it causes a load of suffering because you're trying to think like oh i'm anxious i'm going to be like this forever or i've got anxiety i'm fearful i'm not good at working i'm not this when all it takes is for you just to sit there observe these and move on and start working and and then the flux and all this uh, atoms will start moving in your way and start progressing you towards becoming the person you want. I'm not sure if that made any sense, but <laughs> I might have just waffled a load of fucking bollocks. But I learned so much from that meditation retreat. It's fucking crazy. And I, I can't put into words how much it's impacted my life. And it seems to get you in the same state that like psychedelics do. Every time I've done like mushrooms or I've done acids, like it seems to wipe away this preconceived judgments of things. You can start looking at things for the objective truth. And like since this meditation retreat, I'm coming out and looking at people. I'm looking at the environments around me. And I'm like, I've always had these preconceived judgments about things. I've always mapped it as like, this is a certain thing. And I now know that that's just my set of beliefs. It's just opinions that I hold about things. It's not the truth of reality. And another lesson I learned was how 
subtle your ego can be into tricking you into sticking with comfort so like I'd be sat there and it would come up with all these excuses as I was saying before like you're not good enough you're not this you're not that and it maps up it comes up with these excuses to keep you comfortable because your ego doesn't want you pushing out your comfort zone and disproving the solidified self that you believe to be and this ego is so tricky and the more you dispel it and the more you start to realize that these thoughts and these emotions are all just coming from this illusionary sense of self the more you can detach away from your insecurities and your anxieties and the more you can start heading towards the life you want to be and um attachment's another one as well like just being attached to things and expecting things and like living in the future so like, I'd always try and plan out my future and think like, I'm going to be here I'm going to be that and I'd create like cravings and desires to be this certain person and all this is doing is just ruining who I am it's ruining my self-image in the moment and I used to live in the future I'd be constantly rather ruminating in the past or living in the future and not being where I am now and this was causing so much suffering because all it was doing was subconsciously reminding me that I'm not where I want to go I'm not where I want to go but the only thing that exists is literally this moment the present moment the future doesn't exist yet and the past is dead so to try and hold on to one or hold on to the other makes no sense and um yeah like everything in life is just constantly growing and dying and it's going to be the same with everyone you know your family members you we're all going to be fucking dead soon i know that sounds depressing but it's so true and i remember being in the meditation hall and thinking like I'm not, there's going to be one day where my family are going to be a distant memory. My mom's going to pass away. My dad's going to pass away. And like, they're going to be just a distant memory and something I hold on to. And to think of that, that thought and ponder on it, it actually gives you this sense of gratitude for the people you are. And this is like a basic stoic principle where it's like meditate on death. And it's so important because like the more I thought about like my mom is one of the most beautiful people in the world. And the more I thought of like she's not going to be here one day, the more I just wanted to give her a call and be around her and hear her voice. Same with my dad, same with my brother. The more I thought about all these people and really like meditated on the fact that like they won't be here one day and I won't be here one day. You start showing appreciation and gratitude for the people around you in the present moment and yeah, people, this is not an easy thing to do. This meditation retreat is a very difficult thing to do, but I think it's definitely worth looking into. And even if you don't go and do 10 days sitting in silence, if you just utilize Vipassana meditation and do it at home, whether that be 10 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day, an hour a day, two hours a day, whatever it may be, like start getting control over your mind because you are just constantly stuck in a perpetual state of thought and this will lead you wherever your impulses leave you. But when you meditate, when you take control and observe everything that's going on in your mind and your body, you have more direction over where you want to go and you can actually become the conqueror of your own mind but until you meditate and until you become mindful this is never going to be achievable and you're going to fall into the traps of society fall into the traps of social media fall into the traps of eating junk food all these things you're going to fall into the traps too but the more you meditate the more mindful you are the more purposeful you can be so yes people that's my podcast done um i'll see you all in the next episode i don't know what that's going to be about if anyone's got any recommendations drop drop me a shout And if anyone wants to jump on the podcast as well, let's fucking get it done because I'd love to have a little conversation with people who are maybe on self-improvement, maybe doing all this shit and working on being a better self. So yeah, sweet. Thank you very much, people.